What's up, bitches? I'm not Gaia. And I'm Nita. And this is Bitch Why. Our podcast where we talk about all the things we like and dislike and why anyone would make them. We're just a couple of artsy bitches learning what makes art good and how to talk about it. Hell yeah. What are we snacking on this week? I've been constantly listening to Bo Burnham's Inside soundtrack. (laughs) I listen to it on repeat. That, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I love it. My very close family friend who I grew up with, Valerie Allman, won a gold medal in the Olympics for discus. What? Yes, um, we are recording this while the Olympics are still happening. We were up at 4 a.m. to watch her because um, of Tokyo time, and she, like, fucking killed it. I'm so proud of her. That's so cool. Yeah, it was amazing. And I grew up with her. I have pictures of us as babies, and <laughs> it's literally so wild. Um, other than that, I've been listening to Billie Eilish's new album. Mm. It's very good. So you know an Olympian, and I'm mentally ill. <laughs> you sitting on that one you were looking at me like you were gonna say something you were like i got the best response for this one (laughs) (laughs) oh no speaking of women who are mentally ill (laughs) oh no do you want to do the roadmap I don't even really know the roadmap. It's right here on the script that is right in front of you. Wow. Then I will. Then you will. Okay. This is is the roadmap. This episode is made up of four parts. Bitch what? An introduction to what we're talking about. Bitch how? A technical rundown of how this succeeds and fails as a piece of art. Bitch time? Three minutes of our unintelligent, unfiltered, uncritical feelings. And finally, Bitch Why, a sum up of the implications and why all of this matters. And the Bitch Meter, our little diversity score meter that we learned math just to give to you. Amazing. (laughs) Speaking of messing things up and ruining... (laughs) Ruining everything. What are we talking about this week? How did you, what did, how did you get into WandaVision? When I first saw all of the like promo for this show, I was like, what the heck? This looks so weird. I'm into it. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I didn't really know much about like Vision or the Scarlet Witch. Like I, my cousin really liked Wanda Maximoff and I was like, all right, yeah, I guess she's cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But I was like, yeah, I'd like to see a show about them. That'd be fun. And then I've seen it seven times. So. Oh my god. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what about yeah. you? Oh, funny you should ask how I was forced <laughs> against my will to spend an entire day watching WandaVision. I wonder who made me do that. <laughs> <laughs> Neetha this whole time was just like, I'll watch WandaVision eventually. And I was like, no, you're watching, you're it, watching now. it right now. Um, I was putting it off because I had seen on Twitter that it was like wreaking emotional havoc on the viewers <laughs> watching it. And I... I have this problem where when I watch TV and like this is, I mean, literally why Guy and I started this podcast is we just have too many feelings about the art that we consume. And I just was like, if I get too close to this thing, I probably will cry a lot. I'll have a lot of feelings that I don't want to have, which is also why I like put off the last two episodes of Loki. (laughs) Because I just was like, please, no one put me through any pain or suffering right now. I'm so tired. (laughs) And then... You were like, you need to watch WandaVision. So we watched the first episode and then we just kept watching them. And then it was like 1130. And I think you just slept over. Because yeah. you were like, I don't want to go home now. It's too late. And you just had to watch me sob. It was really fun. <laughs> it was a lovely uh. night. So I went through the journey of WandaVision in one day, and then I have, like, revisited, but not seven times. Okay, so <laughs> while I was waiting for each episode to come out, I would re-watch them, yeah. like, three times in between. So it adds up to a lovely total of seven. <laughs> Do you want to sum up WandaVision really quickly? Yeah. For the bitches? Um, at the end of Endgame, we find out, or Infinity War... Vision dies. <laughs> Sad. 
which makes <laughs> sad. Which makes Wanda Maximoff very sad. So during WandaVision, it starts off as this 50s sitcom, and you're very confused as to why it's a 50s sitcom, and it ends up going through the decades through different types of television shows and different genres to basically let Wanda live out her wonderful life with Vision. And then, and then chaos ensues. And then chaos ensues. And then chaos ensues. <laughs> um, watch WandaVision if you haven't. Um, it's been like months now. Yeah, just what just are you doing? Watch dude? It. it only <laughs> takes nine hours and a best friend. So that's all. <laughs> okay, it's time for a bitch how. Bitch how. Yes, let's talk about how the thing succeeds or fails. As a sitcom, the episodes that are, like, pulling from sitcoms, if you're judging them based on the merits as a sitcom, like a Bewitched or an I Love Lucy or a Modern Family, mm-hmm. are these good sitcoms, do you think? This is so hard to say objectively. Mm-hmm. Because personally, I really enjoyed them. Yeah. But I know there is a demographic of people out there who were like, the first three episodes were boring. Yeah. And that makes me sad because I thought that they were genuinely <laughs> funny. I thought they were cute. I yeah, thought yeah, yeah. they were a great way to honor these sitcoms that they were based on. Yeah, I mean, they literally, like, consulted Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this these kinds of shows are what I like. Like, I used to be into really, like, vintage fashion and stuff like that. I still kind of am. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really excited to see this yeah, this show's kind of made for you. It really is! <laughs> this show is, like, totally your vibe. Yeah, but, like, I understand that a lot of people, like, especially because there's no plot, there's really, like, mm-hmm. overall plot, like, there kind of is, but it's more in, like, the mystery of why is this happening? Yeah. What's going on? Um, yeah. Vision is dead, why is he alive? And you're trying to figure out yeah. what is happening and how we ended up in this world. For um, sure. Yeah. So I, I think, I think, and my mom loves, like, I Love Lucy, Mary mm-hmm. Tyler Moore Show, Dick Van Dyke, like, all of those is what I grew up watching. And I think that, like, the writing of the sitcom parts, mm-hmm. I, I believe could have just been a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I think they do the situational stuff around like oh wanda has to make a dinner happen i really like the magic show Mm -hmm. the magic show i think is like the height of utilizing like a sitcom like a live studio audience like all of that feels very good i feel like they fit the form and structure of these sitcoms like really beautifully Mm -hmm. i think the opening credits for every show is what like gets me on board but I do think you really need the basis of the MCU to stay in it. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to understand, especially as it progresses, because yeah. as as the shows go on, like in the first three episodes, you're just kind of like, okay, these are just sitcoms, you know, like this is just happening. Mm-hmm. Vision is a robot. <laughs> yeah. He's a synthesoid or whatever they're called. And <laughs> Wanda has magical powers. Yeah. Um, Later on, you're starting to integrate, like, the outside conflict and the outside forces and how they're affecting the television show that's happening. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. uh, then the television show starts to become a little bit about that, and they start to lose that, um, like, situational type stuff um, that you see in the earlier episodes, which I think is a really interesting progression. I think that, like, because it does such a good job of setting up the sitcom vibe Mm -hmm. that when and like the base reality of where we are in each episode even though it changes from episode to episode Mm -hmm. when the reality gets disrupted it is physically very eerie yeah like and then they pulled from like the way twilight zone is filmed Mm -hmm. and and i also think that the acting like the in that assembled documentary they show like elizabeth olsen and paul bettany really like getting to live in each era and like they talked to dick van dyke they had a live studio audience i even imagine that like elizabeth olsen probably asked her sisters about like full house yeah because like they really like kind of pull exactly from full house um in the 80s episode and so i think that like they do such a good job of like balancing like this is when everything's going well and then when things are going wrong you feel Mm -hmm. like you feel like 
like the turn of the screw like you feel it and it's freaky it was a creepy show and i remember when i was watching the first two episodes because they released the first two episodes first Mm -hmm. um I remember when I was watching it, I, it was like, again, 12 in the morning, and I was so creeped out yeah. by the ending of the first episode and, like, the beekeeper in the second episode. Yeah. I was, like, it was creepy. Like, I had trouble sleeping, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also a wimp. But I just think that the, the fact that they were playing with that and getting into that, like, this is gonna feel, like, weird and, like, yeah. you know, it heightened it a lot. Yeah, I I agree. I think, like, so I think it utilizes nostalgia for these different television eras in a really lovely way. I also really love the um, immigrant narrative of, like, I used television shows from America to, like, explain what I wanted my reality to be. Like, I see that in my mom for sure. I mean, obviously, it's, like, a very American ideal. It's, like, a very specific idea of, like, what you think um, an America could look like. But I do think that, like, WandaVision uses the sitcom tropes and turns them on their head. Like, they feel like they're, like, an unhealthy cage that these characters are trapped in, Mm -hmm. right? To the point where you're, like the artificial roles, like, rob them of their agency. Again, we have the theme of free will and agency, like, in Loki. They even say, like, Wanda, we're choking on your grief or something. Like, you're you're poisoning us with your grief. And I think that, like, the layer of nostalgia and the, like, kitschiness then becomes, when you feel the unsettling, like, the undercurrent of all of that, this idea of the American dream also... And, like, the gender roles of the time and all of the... Like, you, can, I can feel like it feels... It can get very Stepford Wives-y. Yeah. Um, and it feels stifling. And so I think that, like, even if that's not the full commentary of the show, I do think that these fantasies... Really, it's, like, whose fantasy is that? And who gets yeah. hurt by that fantasy? Mm-hmm. Um, and really, at the end of the day, it's, like, this whole town is, like, drowning in someone's idea of what America looks like, and it is hurting everybody. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting. Like, Darcy has a line where she's talking about Wanda, and she's like, oh, she'll be washing dishes. She does it, like, twice an episode or something like that. Mm-hmm. Establishing this, the 50s housewife thing, you know? Yeah. Like, that's where it starts. It starts in this, like, oh, I need to keep the home looking a certain way, and I need to, like, feed my husband and his co-workers or whatever, and his boss. And then you get to the 2000s episode, which is completely different, where Wanda's basically neglecting everybody, even her kids, Mm -hmm. because she's having this mental breakdown. She's trying to hold everything together, and reality is shifting as she's starting to break down realizing that this isn't perfection this isn't real (laughs) yeah there's this really great video essay that i think i sent you it's cj the x yeah talks about um the house of m comic Mm -hmm. um where wanda like in like she literally she basically does what happens in the show she creates like a fake reality where she like conjures up two children and then realizes that like she did that to cover up the fact that she, like, killed Vision and the Avengers, and it's, like, horribly sad. And I think, like, you see, like, I think that this is one of the best, like, manifestations of grief and addiction yeah. and abuse that I have ever seen on TV. Because, they one, they have, like, nine episodes to deal with it. Mm-hmm. That's the only way that you can explore it without Wanda coming across as, like, this hysteric woman trope which i think they do a really good job getting around like watching her deal with it and like from her perspective you then realize that like she's the bad guy of this world Mm -hmm. um we'll talk about agatha later but i think that like you're really seeing that she the the like cracks when they happen like anyone who's trying to help her like monica will try to come in and like Anything that tries to ruin her reality, like, she literally, like, gaslights Vision mm-hmm. and then and then strips him of his free will. Like, she does some very scary things, but you're sitting there and you're like, oh my god, she's just doing it because she needs to cover up. Like, she can't, yeah. she cannot deal with, and she doesn't know how this happened or how she did it because she's like, I just closed my eyes. And they figure it out. I think that I wish they had leaned a little bit more into, like, just letting Wanda 
realize what she did was horrible. That's my biggest problem is that the finale was very rushed Mm -hmm. and we didn't really get to live in the consequences yeah. Of what she did. And yeah. I think that's part of why people keep saying, like, oh, Wanda's a villain. Wanda's a terror. She kidnapped an entire town. Yes, she did. That was not a great thing that she no, did. No, it was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> but you also have to look at why this happened and where she's coming from and how she had to work through it. And the second that people were saying, you're hurting us, like, you, we are in pain because of you, yeah. she let them go. Because she was like, I don't want to cause pain to other people. That's not my intention. Yeah. She thought she was creating this perfect world that people were happy in, but that wasn't the what was going on. Yeah. There's a lot to do with reality and what is reality versus what is, you know, your delusions or what you're making up in your mind. Totally. I think, like, by not letting her really reckon with what she's done, mm-hmm. I think that, like, doesn't clean up the arc for me because because you, like, you sympathize with her as, as these things are happening. I mean, there's the one part where Vision's, like, yelling at her. Yeah. And you, as the viewer, like, oh my god, a man's yelling. That's scary. But really, he's the one who's, like, terrified. Yeah. And it's Wanda who's the one who's, like, imposing her authority on him and her magic on him and shutting him up mm-hmm. and, like, hurting all these people. And especially yeah. because you've established their love in the beginning mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. how strong it is. and like nothing can break this and then when it does start to crack and vision starts to doubt and it builds up to that big scene it just punches it and it's really interesting to see them fight against each other yeah when you haven't really seen that but i mean you know you haven't you seen them do it in this yes in this yeah. setting with these like time period yeah like kind of outfits it also uses our idea of the woman in the sitcom against us uh-huh. because like we're totally like on her side she's just like the i love lucy she's just like uh-huh, like a silly little housewife yeah so you can't you cannot even fathom that like she's the one doing this thing until you get the beekeeper scene and she's like no and mm-hmm. then that's the first moment that you're like oh yeah. oh she oh she knows i think she knows she has an idea of what she's doing and mm-hmm. i think like what also they do really well is like the way different people reach out to her yeah because then when pietro reaches out to her he does it in a way that doesn't make her feel bad about what she's doing because he's trying to get the information out of her yeah so just the different ways in which like wanda responds to the people trying to like offer her support she rolls the credits yeah exactly (laughs) she rolls the credits on them she changes the time period he's like where are all the kids in this town and then in the next episode she's like there's kids everywhere (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) it's really exciting to like really watch her be a villain, but a villain that we care about mm-hmm. to the point where I really wish Agatha was more of like a chaotic neutral sort uh-huh. of character who was more just like, I felt that there was so much like magic coming from this space and I wanted to know what was going on. And like, listen, dude, like I know what's going on sex, but I can help you. Mm-hmm. And then I think letting Wanda be the big baddie in the sky or wherever they were going to do it. Cause I don't really, I, I'm kind of sick of those like big sky battles. Yeah. I like the runes. Mm-hmm. I think that that's really smart because it shows that she is like learning. Yeah. I think by, by making Agatha the bad guy, you're pulling away from this, this, the fact that like grief and addiction and abuse can turn you into a, a person that you don't want to become, but there's a way to come back from that. I think actually Loki does that character study mm-hmm. a little bit better, which is which makes sense because that's the natural progression. I think that like these shows were all kind of like guinea pigs of character studies. Yeah, that I think that like Loki in just that arc specifically kind of perfect, and maybe it's because like we've seen Loki be horrible a lot more that like we're comfortable seeing that. And, like, the writers were okay putting him in those spaces, but I just wish we afforded Wanda actually a little bit more... Just let her... Just let her be bad. Uh, Bad, bad. I would have liked to see that. I think it's interesting where they decided to take it in terms of, like, we're gonna have Agatha being the one showing Wanda through all of her trauma, Mm -hmm. and that's what, like, settles her at the end, is that realization of, oh, I've, I've been through a lot, and the study of like what's happened to her in the past and how it's affected her present yeah and what's been happening and i think it's really interesting because we didn't get to see that in the avengers movies no you know pietro died and then her brother died and then they just totally disregarded it for 
you know, until now. And, you know, she has all of that history with, like, Tony Stark. Yeah. And there's so much there. And I'm glad that they finally touched on how that affected her. And, you know, I think emotionally, WandaVision has a really great arc for Wanda. And yeah. yes, maybe I would have liked to see her be become that big bad, but I, I'm kind of happy with where it is right now. I think what this show is trying to do is, I think up until now, all the Marvel movies has, have been very, like, black and white in terms of, like, Thanos bad, Captain America good. Even in Civil War, where you're like, oh, I can kind of see both of their points Mm -hmm. by the end it's oh zemo that is the bad guy and so then all of the tony stark is absolved of his sins and so is uh captain america and this is finally like a moment where i think that like moving into this new phase of marvel the moral ambiguity i think can be afforded to even our heroes and there's Mm -hmm. a really great wisecrack video on like uh wandavision and the theater of the absurd And that whole kind of, like, idea that her problems that she's trying to escape from can't be solved with, like, easy sitcom quick fixes and the lines between right and wrong aren't clear anymore and it's harder to wrap. Like, just in the way you can wrap something up in a sitcom, like, Wanda physically can't wrap up her grief in 20 minutes, in a 22-minute runtime with commercials, right? And I, I think that, like, I really wanted Marvel to, like, just go that extra mile and accept that, like, the moral order of things now mm-hmm. is over and that chaos in the universe is necessary. Yeah. And I and think then that would make more sense with Kang in Loki. Yeah. Um, when he's, like, the threshold, we've crossed the threshold. And, like, even he is not someone that, like, as a villain, I know that Kang will eventually be, like, a big baddie. Mm-hmm. But the first iteration of Kang, I was like... No, man, I can kind of see why you were like, I I get it. Like, I get it. So I I just, I'm craving more nuance. I think the thing that they were um, going for was, and I think they could have leaned into a little bit more, is the fact that Wanda becoming the Scarlet Witch is the big thing. Yeah. Because when Agatha is constantly telling her, like, this is chaos magic, you are supposed to be the Scarlet Witch, but if you do this, it's going to be terrible. And it's going to cause chaos, which it does when she becomes the Scarlet Witch. That moment lines up with when Kang says, um, we cross the threshold. If you watch the episodes at the same time, it's really cool. Um, (laughs) But um, so she literally is chaos. Like her accepting herself as the Scarlet Witch is chaos. And I think that we're going to see a little bit more of that later. And whether it's going to be good or bad, we're going to see because when you see the end credit scene in the very last episode when she's looking through the book, is it the Darkhold? She hears her son's voices. So now she has that motivation. She has that motivation of I need to get my sons, which I'm hoping will lead to her being maybe a little bit more dark in the future yeah maybe not being entirely good i feel but i also wish that like agatha could be more of like a mentor yeah i know dr strange is probably gonna serve that role and and, and i think they also said that they were gonna they were thinking of bringing Doctor Strange into the end of WandaVision. I'm really yeah. glad that they did not. I'm so, I'm so glad, glad they that they did didn't. Not. Also, I feel like he'd be like, no, this is supposed to happen. He knows I have going so on. many questions about time now after King, <laughs> but we'll talk about it in a bit. We'll talk about it later. But Doctor like, Strange. She's the king of this universe, of yeah. this tiny micro universe that she's created. Um, Doctor Strange's involvement would have taken away from the entire story. Mm-hmm. If they had brought him into the end and if they had brought, like, fucking Mephisto or whatever. Oh, like, we will talk about we'll talk Mephisto. About that later. But I if, was so annoyed. If they had brought in one of these male characters, it would have taken away from the entirety of the sh- what the show was supposed to do. Yeah, I agree. I think, like, Vision's role is so perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, he does just enough for me that I'm like, this is still Wanda's yeah. story. But so then my other thing is that just, like, for a show that's, like, so unique... And so weird. Mm-hmm. I wish that, like, the big battle at the end 
was yeah. weird. I kind of almost wish, I mean, I know we're not supposed to say what we wish would have happened, but I wish that they were, like, fighting through the sitcom phases or something. Like, that I want... That would be cool. Yeah, just because, because when Agatha takes her through her trauma, mm -hmm. and we see, like, where the sitcom inspiration came from, like, all of these things, like, Agatha is almost acting as, like, a therapist. Mm -hmm. Maybe a shitty therapist, <laughs> but a therapist nonetheless, who's just making you face your trauma and mm -hmm. show you what you've done is wrong agatha doesn't go about it the best way but to me she just reads as more like chaotic neutral and mm -hmm. i think to also afford not only wanda the nuance but agatha the nuance of being more than just an evil witch who wants power to be a witch who like wants to understand what the hell is going on with Wanda? Mm -hmm. And being like, listen, girl, like I can help you harness this. In the same way that Monica and Vision all come to Wanda and try to help her. Mm -hmm. This it I think it would feed this idea that like what she's she's kind of addicted to this feeling, right? Of sitcom escapism. It yeah. whenever she like gets a hit, like she can't <laughs> then she'll turn any she'll push people away. She'll hurt the ones who are trying to like get her out of it because living in this world is so much easier than dealing with her grief mm -hmm. that I think like when Agatha does act like a therapist it's just kind of sad that like she gets like such an odd kind of send-off and like yes I know Catherine Hahn will just kind of be there if we ever need her again mm -hmm. I would have I would have loved to have her get kind of like a larger space in this in this universe yeah I mean she's just this like power hungry character who really is only using Wanda for her power Either lean farther into that or, like, do what you were saying. Have her be more of a someone for Wanda. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think, I think Marvel is worried about, like, making their character, making their heroes too bad. Mm-hmm. I feel like the audiences were totally with Wanda the whole time. They're like, we know that this is a manifestation of her grief and we know that she's doing these things to cope. Kind of in the same way as, like, Black Widow, like, we can piece together her arc from, like, bits and pieces in movies which are a little more cohesive than, like, Black Widows. But they do a great job in the show of integrating all of those things and mm -hmm. making them all fit. Because yeah. I was very worried about that episode when we, like, saw all of her shit. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, no. No, 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 I get it. Like, I'm cool. I'm on board. I feel all of these things with her. Mm -hmm. And they did a great job of taking a woman, a female character who was, like, written by, like, a bunch of different men yeah. throughout the last few years and really giving Elizabeth Olsen kind of something she could really sink her teeth into. Yeah, I think this was a great thing for Wanda. And I liked the way that they integrated, like, other characters from other Marvel properties, like Jimmy Woo from Ant-Man yeah. and Darcy Lewis from the Thor movies. Okay, a because... lot of people hate Darcy, and I think it's just sexism. It's sexism! I, I love, love Darcy! I love Kat Dennings. I love her. <laughs> I love Kat Dennings. Um, if you hate Darcy, great. you hate me. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, I just think that, like, by not letting Wanda take responsibility for this kind of, like, Avengers-level threat, mm -hmm. she did that. Let her do she whatever she wants. She did that. <laughs> well, she did that, and, like, she should get to say, like, yeah, I did that. Like, mm -hmm. it's not really, like, Agatha, it wasn't Agatha all along. <laughs> like, it was mostly Wanda. Yeah. Hayward is fucking boring. Oh, uh, the thing, I <laughs> hate Hayward with a passion, <laughs> and especially that moment, just, they put everything they had to, like, make you hate this white man because <laughs> he the line about oh who's the sassy best friend or the fact that he literally kicked out I, I just keep seeing the fact that he kicked out Jimmy Monica and Darcy from the assignment when they were literally right um and seeing them as two women two out of the three of them are people of color mm -hmm. I'm like and this white man is telling them to leave even though they are correct. <laughs> like, yeah. They are doing, they literally <laughs> solved the problem for you. Like, I just, that. Didn't people think he was, like, Ultron in a human suit? Did they really? <laughs> yes, that was the theory. <laughs> oh my god, we'll talk about the fucking fan theories. Ugh. It was, like, so annoying. I want to talk about Monica. Let's, yes, can we talk about can Monica? Can we talk about how much I love this woman? I love Monica She is Rambo. my wife. I want to. I want I her was to marry. Craving more of her. I wanted more of her. I know. See, this is the thing: is I keep saying like we're gonna see more of them in the future, but I wanted to see more of her now. With this, because know? I think she serves such a great role in this mm -hmm. show. 
Because, like, she's dealing with the grief of her mother yeah. over her mother. People are not always going to react to grief in the way that you think they will. Mm-hmm. And so I like that we didn't have to, like, watch her deal with the loss of her mom in order for her to, like, show us that she can relate to what Wanda is going through. Yeah. And she's fully just, like, reaching through to her or trying to with, like, the best parts of her and try and try to, like, reach Wanda and, like, yes, in a lot of moments, like, Wanda just keeps pushing her and pushing her and pushing her away. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, my God, it's, like, so, it's so good. I just think that these shows are doing such a really, such a great job of, even though the thing that they're fighting about doesn't look like it's the thing they're fighting about, that's what they're actually talking about. Yeah. Like, the fucking, like, the Jennifer's body thing and the Loki-Sylvie fight, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the metaphor is really rich in this show specifically. Yeah. I loved every time that Monica and Wanda had, like, a moment together. Mm-hmm. I think their dynamic is really cool f- with them as friends. Yeah. And then later, when they're, like, fighting, I think it was really interesting because Monica still has that, like, want to help Wanda because, you know, she does know what she's going through. And I think it's interesting that this started for Monica as she's throwing herself into her work so that she doesn't really have to grieve her mother. Um, and then ending up relating to this woman that she's trying to help that journey for her, I think is just so interesting. Yeah. And we see a little bit of her in Captain Marvel of her younger self. Yeah. Like she's ambitious. She wants to go to space. She wants to be like her auntie Carol and I think it's really interesting when, like, when she got her powers, I started crying so much. I yeah. This is a theme with me. I cry all the time. Um, <laughs> but it's cool to see that, like, this woman is now being introduced as one of our new superheroes, that this is going to be something that we're going to see. Yeah. I don't know. I just hope... Sh- I. I wish her powers were a little bit more, like, fleshed out. We don't get to see what they are really yet. I just... There's a lot of setup, Mm -hmm. and I think Marvel does this a lot, where it's like, oh, but you'll see it in a bit. And That's it's like, my problem uh, with these shows. Yeah, is you'll that, see it later. <laughs> and, and like I keep saying it over and over again, we're we're gonna see this later. We're gonna flesh out this ca- character later. But like, can later just be now? Can later just be now? Like you had nine episodes. Yeah. There's definitely some stuff in there that could have been cut mm-hmm. in order to like allow Monica to have more space. I I do. I mean, I'm I do think that like making Agatha more chaotic neutral would have given space to other characters. Mm. I do think that the side characters from the other movies are great. Mm -hmm. Wish they had a little bit more time. The other thing that I don't love about Darcy stuff is she's just explaining, like, the entire thing. Whether or not she's right or wrong is explaining, like, the whole thing to the characters in the fourth episode. Like, that's Mm -hmm. just heavy on the exposition. And I just was like, oh my god, like... You have nine episodes. There's not a more subtle way that you can give us this. And she figures it out so quickly, Mm -hmm. which I'm like, also, huh? Like, (laughs) she's so smart. No, she's, I mean, she's so smart, but also, I was just like, wow. That felt that could like could have could have been a thread. I know that they Mm -hmm. wanted to immerse us in the sitcom stuff. Yeah, but putting it all in one episode was just a thirty minute episode. Yeah, Yeah. again, that one could have been a longer one. Mm I, I liked having, like, the sitcoms as, like, 30 minutes, because normally sitcoms are that, but yeah. I think in the, like, Marvel movie episodes, and they it just could have been a little bit longer, especially yeah. towards the end. For sure. The other thing I really enjoyed, I said that, like, it gets really Stepford Wivesy. I like that it makes the suburbs kind of a scary, yeah. a really scary place. And Wanda being, like, actually an immigrant and mm-hmm. like being being like almost defeated by her own vision no pun intended <laughs> by her own vision of what a perfect life is mm-hmm. is just like really so perfect i just yeah. think that that's so good there's also this very like i don't know what marvel's smoking right now but they were just like we love mid-century aesthetics <laughs> <laughs> they're like they did that in loki yeah, too this- and and then watching all of the the assembled stuff of how they how they really like put so much care and love into the production of each mm-hmm. 
era and and how theatrical they got is something I also really love. Everything is so cleverly done. Yeah. Like, the yeah. house, the way it changes, Ugh. it's always the same, but just in a different era. The costumes. Uh, all the costumes, the little Easter eggs that are planted throughout the series. So cool. Yeah. And it's, you could tell, I have never felt like Marvel movies are super comic booky. I've never really had that relationship to the comic books. But this felt like a comic book to me yeah. in terms of like the exploration of this character and her powers. It felt like a superhero movie, even though you're not seeing the big, I'm wearing a superhero costume and... I'm figuring out how to use I mean, the suit. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, You know, yeah. you see Wanda's classic costume and you're like, okay, so this is what, this is the comic book, you know? And I think yeah. it's really interesting. And the other thing is, in the medium of TV and of, like, a TV show, you can afford these characters all of the development that they just didn't get to have. And now Wanda and Vision are, like, my favorite characters. Yeah. Like, in this universe. I Just with this one show, they have become, like, like my, my faves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then the songs and the commercials are so... I mean, Kristen Anderson... Lopez and Robert Lopez, Lopez. did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did the music. So fan. I so love it's like so song. perfect. Agatha All Along was like one of the number one songs for like multiple What? Weeks. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is because I didn't watch it. <laughs> it During Bitch Why, I'm going to talk about it. Okay. This. Oh my God. I, I do. I just think that like I want to see more people like reacting to the events of infinity war and endgame like of the snap yeah like, monica coming back monica to life. coming back yeah. falcon and winter soldier kind of has like that which i don't know if i fully think that it's done amazingly no. but yeah the the like real world implications on these people mm -hmm. and what they've gone through and also just like knowing that in the time span of like immediately after the snap was undone mm -hmm. this happened like 10 days after like how fucked up it's how so fucked wild. up is is that like yeah. these poor people oh god <sighs> like that's extra extra trauma yeah so uh also this show is introducing a lot of new superheroes we get billy and tommy we get monica we officially get wanda as the scarlet witch yeah because um, she was not the scarlet witch yeah before. we get white vision which is a different version of vision white which is vision. basically still vision uh, see the the Theseus conversation. Yeah. <laughs> conversation. That's such a good fight, though. It's such a good I scene. want more conversations. Ugh. I just want I just want people to fight with their words <laughs> and also sometimes their bodies, but mostly words. Like mostly I words. want the fights to match the characters. Yeah, and I feel like they did that so well with Vision. Yeah, because did. of course Vision would have a fight with himself where they just talk about philosophy. That that's so good. I think the, what what I'm hoping for is like for these other characters to like use their actual strengths as characters and like their powers specifically what they can do versus other ones because this kind of felt like just like whoosh like Doctor Strange like hand motions in the air and yeah. I'm like I don't know what you can do. I want to see some spells. I want to <laughs> see some like like with Harry Potter right like mm -hmm. I want to just do the like wackiest like give me something else. I want something more. Yeah. Um, Because otherwise it does get boring to just watch like a laser show in the sky. <laughs> I think Catherine Hahn brings a lot to like Agatha and so mm -hmm. it makes it fun. Like I'm having fun watching these characters have fun mm -hmm. and but I, I'm thinking of, like, just in terms of storytelling and, like, what we've seen so much from superhero movies already that, like, this is gonna, like, that is gonna get boring. Yeah. Waiting on these guys to, like, really mix it up is is what I, is what I'm craving. Yeah. Is it time for bitch time? I think it's time else? for, I think it's time for bitch time. All right. All right. <laughs> it's bitch time. Three minutes on the clock. Go. Um, Billy is my son. I will protect him <laughs> at all costs. That little boy is everything to me. I know you said you like the Marvel logo, and it was cool when they did it with Loki because it was green or whatever. But every time, I'm so it. sick of it. Stop! It's every episode. It's Pick one episode. It has to be in front of to do something. But I'm done. Like it's too many. Lo I think that's what they did with Loki. Is that they tried to make you watch the episode by making it weird. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. Like, Why? I was like, just fucking skip it or add a skip button yeah i think they do now but still uh, uh let wanda do whatever she wants <laughs> wanda can do whatever she wants 
when she actually I know everyone said that the what is grief if not love persevering mm-hmm. like got meaned to hell but like the part that really fucked me up was when she's like I can't feel you I know <laughs> it hurts oh uh, yo I love I want every single outfit in the show oh every outfit every is fantastic outfit. like there are people who recreating like the 70s her maternity dress yeah I love that dress it's so good the when she's saying goodbye to vision and he asks what am i and she's like you're the part of the infinity stone that is in me and then he cries and then he and then she has the tear on her thumb and then he looks at it and he's like who is this is this you or me like i (laughs) fuck i just it hurts me if anybody says anything bad about this show, I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> I've been saying bad things. Are you gonna no. fight me in the parking lot yeah. with Michael Walter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I just love this show with my whole heart. It's my whole personality now. I'm literally wearing a WandaVision shirt. You are. Right now. You wore a WandaVision shirt for this. <laughs> I, I, I do. I really. Oh no! Smart thoughts. Smart thoughts. Stop it. No. Um, Vision um, is a simp. <laughs> <laughs> I love Evan Peters. I love. Okay. I, I love, love Evan, Evan Peters. Peters. <laughs> he was the best part of the X Men movies. Yes. I'm so glad he's here. I love when Paul Bettany like <laughs> chokes on gum and then is fucked up for the whole. It reminded that me of the so Vita Mita Vegemin episode of I Love Lucy. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Um, the freaking commercials were so creepy. They oh. were weird. I still oh don't God. understand the 90s one. I still I don't. don't get it. Uh, <laughs> I think it's about survivor's guilt, but I don't, I don't know. know. It's like so weird. It's weird. Um, um, we have 28 seconds. Uh, um, poor, Wanda poor Pegs, Agatha Pegs, Agatha Peg. uh, Vision Agatha's gets Agatha's a pegged. lesbian. <laughs> yes, Vision loves to get pegged because yeah. he's a supportive husband. Yeah. Evan Peters gets pegged. Yeah. By Agatha. Because <laughs> she hates being married to him. No, Agatha's a lesbian. But she's also, she's a bi, they're bi for they're bi. They're bi for bi, you're Wanda right. Wanda and Vision are also bi for bi. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, that's it. That's it. If I had watched this show recently, I would have had more to say for No, Pasha. I think we did good. We did good, though. We did good. Uh-oh. It's time for Bitch Why. So this was the first Marvel show. This was the first since Peggy Carter, Agents of Shield, Daredevil, and all the Defenders shows, which are not part of the MCU anymore. Mm-mm. Yeah, which sucked because I fucking love Daredevil. Daredevil was good, really good. Um, I'm really I love Agent Carter. I'm a big Agent Carter fan, mm-hmm. so I'm really sad that that show She's gonna is be in disregarded. What if, she She's is exciting. very yeah. excited. But yeah, this was the first big thing. And I think this was the first Marvel thing since the pandemic? Since mm, Far From Home, Far I From think? Home, because it just went Endgame and then Far From Home. And then we didn't, and we had kind of a Marvel drought yeah. during the pandemic. And then WandaVision. And then WandaVision. And this was also the first Marvel show on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. This was a huge thing. Um, when I was watching it. <laughs> yeah, um, tell me about all of this. It was... I was... I don't know how I avoided spoilers. I don't know I was I on Twitter on those days, and anytime I saw, like, Wanda, I was like, scroll, scroll, <laughs> scroll. Like, so I, I just missed it. it. I just missed it. Oh, because I was seeing spoilers everywhere. But yeah, so they premiered the first two episodes, and then they did an episode every week. And between those episodes... People were theorizing the heck out of this show. Oh, the YouTube videos that would pop up every week. Every Just week on, after on TikTok, week after week. On YouTube. Yeah. Um, people were making so many crazy fan theories. Mephisto's popping up around. Every time I heard <sighs> fucking Mephisto, take a shot. Every time. <laughs> for every, like, YouTube video that was like, and then I think it's going to be Mephisto. Yeah. There's God. a cicada that lands on a thing and mephisto was a fly in the comics and uh, i was like what what are these people doing like to the point where i was like if none of these are true the internet is gonna blow up and it did (laughs) um it was just a really interesting experience i think this is when i really felt the marvel community and the extent of it and i really started getting into like what's in the comics you know with mm-hmm. other movies i didn't really care about who well the this comic is just book so characters. seated in mystery yeah. yeah people are like okay so seeped. what are they gonna if this is so seeped in mystery this is so steeped in mystery are you okay <laughs> i'm 
<laughs> I don't know what the word I was trying to say. It's intentionally. I feel like it was intentionally misleading every every end of the each episode. Yeah. You are asking more questions. Like it almost reminded me of like JJ Abrams's like mystery box thing, mm-hmm. which ended poorly, really bad like really poorly for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But I mean and and with Wanda, like there's just so many directions it could have gone. Yeah. yeah so. and, and people were looking to the comics to find some sort of answer. Uh-huh. So that's kind of, you know, I was learning a lot about that. And I think it was really interesting how people connected over that. It just, the community around it was really fun to experience. And you're just waiting Friday to Friday mm-hmm. for the next episode to come out, just anticipating what's going to happen next. Um, and I think that's something that WandaVision did really well was create that suspense. You want to watch the next episode. And I think the structure of it was pretty well done in terms of like, because it is a sitcom, the episodes feel full. As opposed to, like, one long movie as the other two. I do think, unfortunately, though, the week-to-week thing is what wrecked people's ability to view it as a full thing by Mm -hmm. the end. Because you go, you watch the show, then the next morning, there's theory after theory on TikTok and YouTube, and Mm -hmm. then you get in your head all of the things that you want to happen now because you keep hearing Mephisto over and over and over again. That is why I think people found the finale so disappointing. Mm-hmm. Because I watched it in a day. I was really only disappointed by, like, the big laser fight in the yeah. sky. But everything else felt like, because I got to watch it as one thing, everything else felt like it was leading to the right place. It, mm-hmm. it had the same begin. Well, it the ending is the beginning of House of M, which is that Wanda realizes that she was covering everything up with the fantasy and then has to relinquish that fantasy, and it's hard to look at, and it's painful, but she has the arc she's supposed to have. Right. I think for this particular series, I kind of liked the week-to-week type thing because I actually enjoyed the community of that. Yeah, yeah. and, and also in the pandemic, and it's the nice pandemic. to like have something we're all yeah. watching. And then yeah. after, you know, Agatha All Along comes out, everybody's listening to it for a week. And, and, and talking about talking it. About it yeah, and like all the cool fan art that's coming out of it. And in that time between the weeks, it gave people the ability to be creative and the ability mm-hmm. to create things out of the show which were funny and fun and very touching. I just loved that yeah. aspect of it. And I, you didn't really get as much of that with the other series. Maybe Loki. Loki for sure. But Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier, not really. But I really do think it's just because it's like such a... It wasn't the space to do that. built tough. <laughs> oh, it literally is. It looks like I'm watching a Chevy commercial. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it just wasn't the space to like let it be weird. No, I don't know. I agree. I, and I, But I do think then Loki got to reap the benefits of not having too much crazy fan theory yeah whereas wandavision i remember hearing a lot of disappointment Mm -hmm. to no fault of the showrunners yeah and all because of just the ridiculous amount of fan theory some of it is because each episode is intentionally like trying to throw you off and like trying to put in another thing because like Mm -hmm. this i mean you see wanda cracking and like it's all about that journey and so of course it's gonna be like confusing as you're going down it, but then I think for fans to then get okay with the story that they actually wanted to tell and not mm-hmm. the story that you convinced yourself it was right. over the course of nine weeks. Like, this is about Wanda. This is yeah. just about yeah. Wanda. And, but unfortunately, we were really primed to think, like, with Loki, like, okay, where's where's this going to go? Is this going to yeah. multiverse of madness? Like, is this going to... I mean, it does. Like, with mm-hmm. the end, you see her learning... She's like learning the magic like Doctor Strange and you're like, oh my god, she's going to be a multiverse of madness. So it is setting that up. I do think, unfortunately, though, WandaVision is not required viewing Mm. because you know she leaves at the end of Endgame. She's just like hanging out with Hawkeye and they're at the funeral and she could just show up in in multiverse of madness and just be like, Mm. I've been working on my thing. It depends (laughs) on how much they want to integrate what happened in WandaVision into future movies and how much they want to acknowledge it. The one fan theory that I was kind of disappointed didn't end up happening 
was Pietro and yeah. his explanation because they just kind of brushed him off as this like Ralph Boner character or whatever. <laughs> and which like the fact that he's a boner joke, like are you kidding me? I um, honestly I was kind of fine with it. I'm fine with it. I'm not yeah. too upset about it, but I it, part of me is also just like, well why is this character here then? Well again, but I mean to it's, mislead it's this, you yeah. and to freak you out for the next week when he shows up and you're like Oh my god, they recast Pietro? Exactly to do that. But I think, like, he might, now that we have the multiverse, because of Loki, Evan Peters might show up. I don't know why Aaron Aaron Taylor Johnson is like, nah, he's just like, I don't want to do this ever again. He's just chilling wherever he is. Um, Um, Whatever he's up to. So, like, I think Evan Peters will probably show up again, but yeah. maybe it was a test to see if people reacted well to him. Mm-hmm. I think that could have also been it. And it's it's curious too, with because the X Men are supposed to or is are rumored to show up eventually in the MCU as with the Avengers. Yeah. So because Evan Peters showed up, that was kind of the confirmation of that, especially with the multiverse the happening now. The, yeah, um, Fantastic Four. So I'm wondering, are they going to bring back then? that cast of x-men um, i hope not because hate chris X-Men. evans and also oh x-men i thought you're talking about fantastic four well yeah. i want them to bring back the cast of fantastic four, four. i think that's if great it was chris evans and michael b jordan yeah <laughs> like Come the back. multiverse um it is a little weird i think it was a test to see how people would react but i think what i saw is that people are just getting like really into their ideas of the show mm-hmm. and then couldn't step back and look at it as one piece of thing yeah. after. And we have been primed to think of things as, like, leading into the next thing, and so what What are the larger implications? Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, aside from Wanda realizing that she's the Scarlet Witch, which can be very easily explained in multiverse, mm-hmm. this was just a really good, like, character study bottle story about her dealing with all of the grief and tragedy that that had been thrown on her as a character like all these years without investigation. I do have a little bit of a question for you um, because we keep <laughs> saying that like being released like every week maybe wasn't as successful as if it had been yeah. released all at once. So how do you think it would have been more effective in terms of like regular TV shows that we watch you know, yeah. like you're watching something on TV. How do you look at that as a big picture? Or I guess it really depends. Yeah. So some TV shows really lend themselves to binge watching mm-hmm. and some really don't. Like Breaking Bad is actually one of those shows that you can go back and rewatch. Like that was before streaming mm-hmm. that you're like, whoa, everything feeds into everything else. You try to do that with like lost you literally get a little bit lost um (laughs) trying to like some shows just aren't made for that right and some shows totally are Mm -hmm. for that like you you just sit down with it in one sitting and being like oh my god it's like like a stranger things like a stranger things i do think that just the future of tv while it feels a little more isolated to be like oh, wait, I'm on episode five of WandaVision, where are you? Um, and we can't talk about it until you're done because I'm on, you're on six and I'm on two. Like, mm-hmm. it, that sucks for, like, community building and, like, conversation. Right. But the other thing I think is that, like, those episodes that feel like filler then feel a little less fillery mm-hmm. and you can just kind of get through the whole story. Uh-huh. I also think that, like, with these Marvel shows, um, specifically low-key and we talked about it is just like the losing of momentum yeah every episode mm-hmm. and then you're just like oh my god and, and and like making sure that the tone feels similar i think this show had the the like particular challenge of it looks literally looks different every episode yeah i think they do a really good job of balancing tone despite that mm-hmm. but i do think that like getting to experience it as one thing i re- you remember like when we were watching it i literally just like put the next one on put it on right now i, I need to know now yeah. <laughs> and i think that like the needing to know now is what drove all the theories right and then that hurts the storytelling because even the showrunners had to be like um you think a lot of people are going to be disappointed yeah um mephisto's not in this <laughs> and and that i get it because We've been doing this for 10 years, oh, more than 10 years, but, like, that's with a movie. Yeah. People are doing the theories, and then the movie comes out, 
And then we were all like, okay, well, that was a movie. But the theories, and then the show, and then the next episode, and then the next episode, and we're just, like, keep building off of stuff to the point where, like, the thing you put up in your head is always going to be better. Mm-hmm. And unless we can be cool with the fact that, like, sometimes that character that you wanted to show up isn't going to show up, or Evan yeah. Peters is going to be there for two episodes, and then he's going to go away. Mm-hmm. We got to chill out like, <laughs> a little bit. Just, like, calm down. I think at the end of the day, I think they just really wanted to give Wanda a story where... um she gets to deal with all of the grief and come out like a like a healthier version of herself mm-hmm. to watch her face the reality that like vision is gone. I'm glad vision doesn't even say like oh I put all my memories into white vision. Like I'm glad yeah. that like I'm glad that she just gets to have that. She says goodbye to her kids, which is so fucking sad. That is sad. And she makes peace and moves on. Hayward sucks. But at least, like, you get to see, like, what pushes her over the edge. Mm -hmm. I think, like, you follow her as she's, like, abused and manipulated by all these people and comes to grips with, like, the reality of what she did and, like, finally had to turn off the fantasy. Yeah. And, um, that's it. Mm Mm-hmm. Ah, that was good though. That was a good ending. Yeah. It was a good ending. Oh, bitch meter time. Bitch meter time. Hell yeah. This is where we rate the thing. What do we give it for queer, Alyssa? We give it an NA for queer. Yeah, there's no one gay in this. Not enough gay. Nobody's gay. Well, they're not gay yet. No <laughs> one's gay yet. We haven't gotten queer baited in this show yet, not folks. Yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> for gender, we gave it a five because women. women. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we give it for race? For race, we gave it a three. We do have some lovely people of color in this show. <laughs> lovely um, monica's a pretty big big person she got a big role she got a big role um but it's also white so i mean just like the the and i forgot to say this but like sitcoms are in their very nature just so white, white. um and so i think that the show has that to kind of get over <laughs> yeah and it's it's like kind of dealt with but i think i think three is yeah is right what do we give it for a disability? N.A. There's not really... There's nothing... No. Nope. Wait. Mental illness. Mental illness, Mental it? illness? Wait a second. Wait a damn second. Five. Four. 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 Disability four. Mental illness. Mental illness. Mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we give it for body positivity? N.A. minus one. There for is like one plus size like character but she's a background character yeah it doesn't count uh does not count for a dollar please cast a fat person what do we give it for class n a yeah there's not much to to say about class here no and that gives us a final score (laughs) um seven out of ten wow wow it's the gender it's the gender. gender score that got it so high um yay it's time for caitlin's hot take <laughs> hi caitlin hello hi um we were wondering if we could get your hot take on wandavision i think wandavision is truly one of the best things that the mcu has put out there i mm. think the show itself has brought a lot of newcomers into the MCU because it's so different from what they usually do. It was campy. It was extravagant. It was just, like, not just an action movie with, like, I don't know. I feel like Marvel movies, like, to- are totally detached from, like, other comic book things because they're so successful and, like, like character development and, and plots and stuff. I just, I feel like if Cor- if if COVID didn't happen, it would have been, like, even better, especially with the plans that they had for um, Monica Rambeau and um, Darcy and all of them. For the finale, they were supposed to go, um, they were supposed to go, like, fight um, Agatha's, like, rabbit or something with Tommy and, um, is it Billy? Oh, I didn't know that, that they were gonna... Yeah, it was, because I remember watching the finale and being like, excuse me, like, that's all Darcy's 
that's all Darcy's gonna do, run over fucking Hayward. And, um, <laughs> it was supposed to be ten episodes, and they had to, like, condense it. Oh! Yeah. Mm. The pandemic was pretty good. That's interesting. What did you think of, like, the big fight in the sky? I thought it was great. I thought the okay. reveal of, the, like, finally we get an introduction to, like, Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch. I thought it was really cool. I I think, oh, I'm so nervous for Wanda, but I'm also so excited for Wanda. <laughs> um, but we'll see in, in Multiverse of Madness, I guess. Amazing. Thank you so much for that hot take, Caitlin. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I feel like as shows go, like aesthetics, mm-hmm. you're WandaVision and I'm definitely Loki. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, it makes so uh-huh. much sense. Yes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, thank you so much for that hot take, Caitlin. What are you working on? I am sewing a uh, Regency dress right now. Oh, I- I've been working on it for a while, and I hadn't picked it up, but I okay. picked it up recently, and so, yeah, I'm hand-sewing it entirely. That's cute as hell. It's wild, yeah. It doesn't look very good, but we'll fix it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What are you working on, Nita? Um, I, I'm working on this podcasting fellowship. I have to do some rewrites for the script, and, like, when that is out, of course, I will tell everybody. It's been interesting to, like, make a, like, a narrative podcast Mm -hmm. and i can't just like say whatever the hell i want every (laughs) week um which has been a change but it's exciting um yeah that's what i'm working on yay where can people find you Alyssa? you can find me on instagram at alyssa.c.m or on twitter as alyssa m611 then you can find me on twitter and instagram at nita underscore thadani t-h-a-d-a-n-i you want to do it? Yeah, okay. you can follow the Bitch Why podcast on uh, Instagram and Twitter as Bitch Why Podcast. <laughs> and you can email us at b.tchwhy at gmail.com. Um, please leave us a review and rate us on iTunes and tell your friends. Um, all the resources referenced will be in the show notes. Thank you to our editor and co producer and gay god, Cameron, and our graphic designer, Jillian. Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches. <laughs>